It's the Rod and Cindy Podcast, starring Rod Lyman and Cindy Mooby. Welcome to the Rod and Cindy Podcast. My name is Rod Lyman. Today we have some special guests. You have to understand that Cindy's not here today because she's out traveling again, like she always is. So that beeping you heard in the background, that is meaning coffee is done. Last call for coffee. That's what it means. That We are at this beautiful place right outside this window here that we're looking out to the beautiful Arizona. We are in Scottsdale, Arizona with two wonderful people. We have a really touchy subject we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about men and women. How touchy is that? So to my left, I have this wonderful, beautiful soul that she was on my last podcast um, with me. And she's this beautiful person that uh, she's got some great ideas and thoughts process and that her name is Wendy Carroll hey Rod how you doing my dear I'm doing great good and across from me directly across from me another beautiful soul that is just so bright and light and I loved having her in my life and that because she's around me picking on me and and things like that and she's also a very special person my a dear friend Virginia Lastly Good morning, Rod. Good morning, my dear. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. How are you doing? Great. Are you ready for the subject that we're going to talk about? Ready. Ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I think we just lost lost a few client, customers right now. <laughs> so, so what makes us experts at the subject that we're going to talk about? Now, let's talk a little bit about what the subject is. The subject mm-hmm. is about archaic thinking in the archaic thinking process that we grew up about what men or women are supposed to be alike. And the reason we're talking about this is because lately we've been having just a large amount of people coming to us and talking about their relationship. And some people do not even realize that they're in a toxic relationship or in a bad relationship until it's pointed out to them. Now the topic and the thing that we're going to talk about is should we actually point this out to people? Is that a process that we should actually be telling people? Should we tell you, you know, you shouldn't be treated this way. Is that our way we should we do that? I mean, because everybody's on their own journey and everything else and that. So should we be stepping in and saying, you know, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. And that you are in a toxic relationship and that blah, blah, blah. That's our own. We're seeing it in their toxic relationship. Maybe that's what they had chosen to be in this relationship. I don't know. Shall we? Shall we get into it and shall we talk about it? Sure. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's. Who wants to throw in their their hat first and to say something about it? Or would you like me just to ask you about it? Oh, well, Virginia. Well, I'll, I'll start um, because um, you know, I was in uh, an abusive relationship. My second marriage was um, just kind of turned unexpectedly. I... Um, dated this guy for a couple of years and then we decided to get married and thought he was my knight in shining armor and got married and just like that he turned into Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and I went wow where is this coming from well can I I want to just jump right in there because uh, so how did did you not even see this I mean this man was in knight in shining armor you saw this beauty in him and everything else in that and all of a sudden, there's a dark side to him. You did not even see it coming? Not a clue. And we lived together before we, for a while before we got married. So, you know, just completely caught me off guard and working through the 
through the process of getting out of that, um, you know, opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I think that is in contributing to some of the experiences that I'm having today and some of the spirituality that I'm experiencing and being downloaded with. And So do you think people can change? Oh, absolutely. Wendy? If they want to. Well, okay. So if they want to, I, that's interesting. Virginia says absolutely. And Wendy says if they want to. So the concept is, is that this knight in shining armor changes into a negative, but can he change back into your knight in shining armor? Ooh, dead well, silence. <laughs> he, he's he's got to go through some lessons to kind of see himself, maybe a little pain and hardship to decide if he wants to to go back to the potential that he once was. So the the relationship ended, I'm, I'm assuming, that the relationship ended because of his change, that did he ever go back to that person you first met? I don't know. After I left that relationship, I never had any contact with him again. Interesting. So you have no idea what happened. And you have no idea why this person changed. No. Do you think you changed? I've changed. Oh, I've changed. <laughs> yes. But I mean, during the relationship, do you think you changed? Oh, during the relationship, did I change? Um, I don't think I, I don't think so. Um, you know, there were some things that had happened in that process that kind of made me aware, more aware, but... I don't think anything major had come up that really made me change in any great way Interesting. during that process. But you saw him differently. I, yeah, I saw him differently. And you still could not see him as your knight shining armor. No. Interesting. So I, I, I'm very curious about this because that's really interesting is that, that usually in a relationship, one person changes and grows and the other person doesn't grow and that's and that's the very beauty of of everything is how we see stuff and that if if you have a relationship that they grow together and they and you don't normally see a change in that because your change is changing yourself but if you're watching this you know from above and that and going why am i up here and why are you down here come on i'm, I'm going to help you up that was like, no, leave me where I'm at. So is it possible that you changed to a higher frequency and he still was the exact same place when you found him? Mm-hmm. You know, it's possible I did that maybe in, in a subconscious level, but it wasn't anything that I was really aware of. So yeah, I'm just trying because I'm I'm asking because I'm, I'm I don't know the relationship and I don't know the the what had happened or anything else. But the idea is is that maybe there's that possibility that we change mm-hmm. and the person doesn't change, but we see them differently mm-hmm. as we change. Now you've both heard me talk about the Dingleberry effect, right? Mm-hmm. So. Isn't that the possibility is that as we grow the dingleberry effect and for people that don't know what the dingleberry effect is, is that that's the first fruiting of the fruit trees that, that they are dingleberries because they fall into the ground. They fertilize the rest of the tree for the next growing. And so that's the dingleberry effect is that they fall away to help, help the tree grow. 
in humans, that's what it is for us too, is that people fall away and they help us grow. So the concept, is that possible that has happened is that we are growing and they're not, and we're seeing them in a different level now. It's like we all start out on the on the same playing field. And let's say if there was a heaven and there was a hell, okay? And we're on the level of hell at the beginning. And as we start growing, we go above hell and we're looking down. It's like, oh my gosh, that's hell. That person's hell. He's in hell. And the further we go up, the further away we see that person and they become more nasty. And that, and we never realized that this person was such a bad person until we realized what good is out there. Does that make sense to you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so is that a possibility that has happened in, in, in such a relationship? Then I, I don't know. I'm asking, I'm asking for input on that. I mean, what, what, what is it? No, I think that is a possibility um, because... You know, I've been, I've also experienced that where, you know, I grew, I just grew out of relationships because I was, I wanted to grow and my, you know, mate didn't. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, what do, what do you do about that? Has that ever happened to you, Wendy, that you grew out of a relationship? Yes. So this is the podcast where we have interaction. Well, you know, I'm sitting here thinking you're you're coming at this from a very uh, high spiritual perspective, but Thank the nitty gritty oh, of daily life of human relationships between men and women and how people change, from what I've seen, is one person has an idea of how it should be, so they start putting in their expectations and their control. Ooh, expectations yes. get stepped in. Yes, and. And their ideas of how things should be. And then your ideas of how it should be. And they start to clash. And so the silliest dynamic starts to form. Really? So that beeping and that that humming you hear is that's Wendy's phone going off. She's a very um, person. It's it's on it's humming though. It, you can hear it hum on the table. And so it's, it's she's she's very popular and uh, so let's get back into this, the nitty gritty of, that, of this whole thing that is if we are looking this at this in the nitty gritty part of, of this and, and repeat that, that whole concept again and the idealism of that you have with that is that we see this on a differently in a physical level or a spiritual level. So kind of tell me again, what's the difference in just in just small terms? I just don't know what happens between two people that go into a life together where one person decides that things need to be a certain way and they want to put that will on the other. That's where it starts to break down. Put that will on each other. Interesting. So we have free will, correct? Mm-hmm. But there's a will that we would actually, an expectation. that and you ex- The expectation is what starts to really right. break it down. So Virginia and, and Wendy, so you understand that, that we go into things without expectations. Our life is not an expectation, correct? correct? Mm-hmm. You guys both yes. agree with that, right? Yes. yes. So, I mean, it's, it starts with if you ever wanted to have a thought what an expectation is, is that Christmas time when you as a child, we expect to have presents every Christmas, correct? Yes. Could you imagine if we had no expectations and you wake up and there's presents and there's no expectations? You'd be like, how exciting would life be then is that if you didn't expect something? And so let's throw that into the mix of what you just said then. It's like we go into something without expectation. You just enjoy life. 
who sets the precedence of an expectation then in a relationship? The partner that's more bound up in the need to control another. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yes, I yes, like I you really guys short. <laughs> I like you guys short. <laughs> Sorry. You guys are awesome. Okay, guys, for you guys to know, if, if you ever had conversations with these two, they are very talky, but not today. Yeah. I love it, though. No. So, but yes, you, you believe that, right? Is that? Yes, I believe that. Yeah. I, I, I think the person in the relationship that, uh, you know what? And this thought just came to me. I think neediness plays a big part in that. High five for all around. I just, yes. <laughs> neediness. That just flipped. Yeah. Um, yes, I think the person that's the neediest in the relationship is going to have the most expectations and the most disappointment as well when those expectations are not met. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think you hit it right on the nose there. Is that the, the neediness? Now, it, uh, so let's take it like Wendy said. Let's take it in two different ways, spiritual and physical. In neediness and spirituality, what is neediness? If you're in a spiritual place, like you said, you've sort of risen above. Right. You don't have the same neediness on another. You're fulfilled inside your own self. Absolutely. You're so full. But I'm going to ask this question because, and remember, we're going to go back to the physical side of neediness then. But I want you to, okay, you both experienced this, that you've worked on people and everything else that you feel empty sometimes after all this, all what you give, right? Mm -hmm. You just feel empty. That's a spiritual emptiness now. But why is it really empty? Are you feeling lighter? And your body reacts to that in a physical sense that it feels empty because you are lighter. Because you're helping somebody and you're teaching somebody and everything else that our body doesn't know how to react to that. So on the physical form. Yeah. Do you agree? Because you're so used to a certain weight, a way of being, a feeling, and that you're just light. Absolutely. So now we'll go back into the physical form of neediness. What does that feel like? In the physical form of neediness. It's heavy. Uncomfortable. Exactly. See the difference right there? Draining. It isn't empty, is it? No. No. Neediness is not empty. It's heavy. It's dark and everything else. And the opposite of that in the spiritual sense is not neediness in the spiritual sense is not heavy. I want to love and I want to love every person I meet. I just want to give them a big old fat kiss on the face and then say, I love you. I love you. That's, that's who I am mm-hmm. and everything else. That Does that make me needy? No. No. In a spiritual sense, does it make me needy? No. What does it make me? That Giving, love. loving, Giving. sharing, caring. Can you do that though? Sure. Okay. Can you do that, Virginia? Absolutely. Yes. So what's, what's wrong with our relationship? What is wrong with, with society if we are in a relationship that turns into be toxic? Oh, go ahead. I see that. I see that look. Um, well, you know, Rod, this is a subject that, has, that I've just been guided to that um, at the same time lights me up and gives me pause, I guess, is how I would describe it. But, um, and I call that archaic conditioning. Um, and those patterns and 
those patterns of conditioning and those patterns of thought process are handed up from generation to generation to generation to generation. And eventually in a gen, you know, in a one generation, a light bulb has to come on with somebody that says, oh, wait a minute, you know, this isn't right. We have to find a way to do this differently. I have to find a way to do this differently because the feeling that I have with this relationship isn't working and it's not right. And it's now becomes that person's, um, I want to, don't want to call it a job, but they've been, they've become enlightened and can see what that process has been like in previous ancestral relationships and now can break the cycle. Now it's their job to break the cycle so that generations in front of them don't have to go through the same type of relationship. Oh, that's fascinating. What do you think of that? I, I totally agree. And I think there's a shift going on with a lot of the um, energy healers that are becoming to really understand that. And they're starting to shift their work into, I'm not just going to work on this physical body in front of me. I'm going to look down deep into the ancestral line, go back to where it started, and let's see if we can work on that so all those coming forward don't have to deal with that anymore. Hmm. What if I told you I didn't agree with you? I'd say, okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I don't agree with you. I'm just saying that, what if I said that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, you guys. That's okay. That's okay. Oh, That's all right. No, My experience is different than your experience. Uh, yeah. So oh. so let's throw something into that mix of that. I mean, we have no idea where we're going. We just we're just gonna throw stuff in, right? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting you guys are talking about ancestral, the back, the past, and everything else. That what if we live in our now? You have to live in the now. Right. So do you believe that if we live in our now, we fix what is now, and not fixing, just be, right? Right. Mm -hmm. That we can change the past? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So why do we have to go in the ancestral and change the ancestral when we can change it right now? Maybe the person that you're working on doesn't understand that yet. They've got to be in sync with you. Do you agree with that? Well, I think um, I think living in the now is the point of that. I think it's a matter of of the person that now realizes that something has to change is because they are living in the now. And they have a choice. Can I allow myself to release it and let it go? Because I really do believe that it's that simple. Um, and I know that sounds really idealistic, but um, I've experienced it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we hold on to ancestral relationships too much when in actuality it really is just a matter of saying this does not serve my highest purpose I'm living this life right now that's the past right and I'm going to live to serve my highest purpose right now and um, I think 
that has, and I think that's a lot um, to do with, are we living in our abundance or are we living to heal? Perfect. Because Mary told you I'm going to take heal out of my life and it's going to mm-hmm. be grow. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about grow. And it's really interesting the synchronicities that we have that of this podcast that we're talking about. A dear friend of mine, Cynthia uh, Dunself, she's mm-hmm. she's a sweetheart. She's a clairvoyant and everything else that had posted on Facebook. You have the ability to choose how you react in any situation. Your higher inner self sees the true nature of everyone. And when you don't, you're out of alignment. Right. It takes a practice to ask yourself, how does my inner being see this person? Always thought, always through the eyes of love. Namaste. You're unhappy because you're not in alignment with who you are, not because of what anybody else is doing. That's right. So doesn't that go right back to what you said? And then what we started at the beginning of this whole thing is that is maybe we grew and we grew out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because how do we see ourselves that do you remember the, the saying, never lower your energy for anybody. Mm -hmm. I think I heard it from Rod Lyman. (laughs) (laughs) I heard he's pretty good at these sayings. He's got these great little sayings. Okay, what a great cheerleader you two are. Yay, Rod Lyman. <laughs> so, I, but let's add that to that. Okay, so now we, how do we see where we're at? Do we see we're stuck? Do we see this? Do we see that? Do we see what's wrong with us or do we see what's right with us? That depends where you are in your spiritual development. Okay, your relationship. Okay, how does your partner see you? Something wrong with you or right with you? Wrong. Virginia, last relationship you had, did they see you what's wrong with you or what's right with you? Wrong. Is that interesting? But you know, in fairness, there's there's seeing of the right too. Oh, see right there. The wrong is is the one that sticks out. Oh my gosh. See... You and I, Virginia, so I remember more. Uh, oh, this, da, 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 da. but no, oh, you're not gonna, you're not even gonna like what I'm gonna say then about that because right there, your position, how you went, you went into protective zone of him. Well, of I just, you know, I feel more of the finger pointing and the what I don't see, but there's been a lot of encouragement as well. But of course, the one that I hang on to is the Blah, 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 finger pointing. So is that protecting him or are you seeing the goodness still in him? Well, there's goodness in everybody. Yeah. Whether or not the person's not for you or the relationship died 20 years ago, <laughs> there's, there's still goodness in everybody. You know, by now it should be stinking. If it died 20 years ago, it should be stinking. <laughs> but see, that's that's that whole concept, right? I mean, we, we have to look at that. You have to look at that point. Is that, are we still seeing the goodness in a person that we know that person is? Are we protecting that person? I guess it depends. I, I really, depends, I don't feel, I guess it depends on how deep the level of abuse is. You know, I, I just uh, feel like I'm stating. That's. Right there, you said it, the level of abuse, because we said at the beginning, yeah. some people don't even know that they're yeah. in that type of relationship right. until they're told. You know, I always tell people, and this is my thing, okay? I always say to people that I don't know what color you are, I don't know what ethnic you are, or anything else until you tell me. Mm-hmm. I don't judge anybody, I don't see, I don't see yeah. color, I don't see that until you tell me. 
And that's the same with the person. I don't know you're a bad or good person until you tell me. And I still don't see them as a bad person, but as I don't tend to protect them because that's their journey. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in a relationship and that, and you guys both been in these type of relationships and that, what would happen if your sister or brother or whatever else and that still was in contact with a person that abused you after a relationship and they, they actually have more contact with your ex than your own self? I think that's fine. I think that's journey. And if that's their Perfect. journey and if they remain to, you know, associate with that person, that's up to them. I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah, it wouldn't bother me, especially when you're dealing with mixed families and children. And if there's something that is positively gained on both parties, so be it. Yep. You guys agree 100%? Mm-hmm. Yep. So how exciting is that, that you guys are seeing this, that let's, let's move on now. What's the next relationship? What's the next step of finding a, a different relationship? Right now, my most important relationship is with myself. That's where I'm at. Do you agree with that? Yes, I would agree with that. So how do you do that? If somebody came along and said that that's what they want for the next relationship is their their whole concept of finding themselves first before that. What if that's everybody in this world? What if everybody was working on themselves be a lot better world really well it brings me I back think. you said something about something about um do we want to be hiding away in our houses or do we want to be interacting with people and really as much as we want to work on ourselves and and want to not have to get out there and get into all of that craziness of trying to understand each other we really aren't going to grow unless we're out there doing it so working on myself is is awesome and i get along with myself really well but i i do have to get out there and and mingle with people and mingle with people gotta work through the stuff right i mean so so in a sense of that we we got double-edged sword here right is working on somebody on ourselves. But yet we have to put ourselves out there, okay? Yeah, we have to deal with people. And we have to deal with people. And you have to deal with where you're at in your life and everything else in that. Because my biggest thing is that the clients that I have coming in and see me in that think they've been ruined by their last relationship. Their last relationship said that they're not worthy, they're not this, they're not that. It's so untrue that the most beautiful souls that I see coming in and seeing me, and they have this beauty inside them that... And they don't believe that they ever can have another relationship because they're tainted or ruined. Are there not enough? Are there, are there this? Are there that? And it makes me almost cry inside because there's so much more than they know they are. How do we, how do we combat that? How do we address that? How do we deal with that? Well, it's just like what all of us people that are here to love and, and show people a better way because we're so heartfelt It's just the simple word. You're amazing. You're gifted. You're special. What you're telling yourself is a lie. And you just start planting the seed. All we can do is plant seeds. Mm -hmm. That is a good point. That word lie. Um, 
You know, we are told so many lies. We're told lies from media. We're told lies from the news. We're told lies during education. We're told lies from politicians. We're told lies in the medical field. We are just, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying in the, from the field of who we are, we're told lies, not purposefully necessarily, but we're told these things because these people all want something from us. The media wants something from us. The government wants something from us. Um, education wants us to conform and be who they want us to be instead of being who we need to be. And um, so I really believe that we need to be careful whose words we're eating. And again, that is a very wise tidbit that Rod Lyman gave me during a reading not too long ago. Is this, and is this pump rod update? <laughs> it is. Well, and, and so, you know, you have to believe in yourself. You have to um, turn off social media and the news and figure out what is it I believe and um, then practice that. Just find what what I believe and practice that. Uh-huh. You have something you want to jump in on that, didn't you? Oh, I would say, or you can just be like me and not listen to anybody. Like, she I was, don't. She wasn't just listening uh, You anyway. can't tell me anything and live in a bubble and don't watch the news and... I've completely detached from all of that stuff. So I guess you could go the opposite end of it and just completely do your own thing. Don't listen to anybody. Exactly. So where does that come from? Where does that stem now? Because all of us have, because we're going right back to that. We're all working on ourselves and that what happens. So imagine going in and I'm just going to throw this out there. Imagine going into a bar. Okay. And everybody in this bar, and I'm just using a bar. And I did the quote marks on that. <laughs> We're walking to this bar and everybody in that bar is working on themselves. Everybody. What kind of conversation are you going to have with anybody there? Not much. No. So what we're setting here is that we are putting ourselves in corners here and becoming observers and... All these past people, archaic thinking says you have to work on yourself before that. You have to love yourself before you can love anybody else. You have to, have to, have to. Oh my God. If if that was so true in this world that nobody would be talking. Nobody would be uh, having inner conversation with anybody. Everybody would true. be within themselves only. And it, what that sucks, doesn't it? That sucks. Yes, it does be a pretty boring world it would be a very boring world we wouldn't even have this podcast if, if we're, we're all working on ourselves right now and that we'd be looking at each other it'd be a look cast <laughs> not a podcast because seriously right i mean right. we'd have no conversation about uh, how are you doing wendy oh i'm working on myself Virginia, how are you doing oh, i'm working on myself oh rod how are you doing i'm working on myself oh great dead silence because that's all there is yeah. Because nobody wants to share what they're working on, do they? Yeah. I'm working on myself. I like to share the specifics of that. Yeah, I'm still thinking about this. I'm still working on that. Yes, I'm, I am. I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm growing. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not. Stifle. 
And it's really interesting as I just got a, a text message before, right before this podcast. And what was really interesting is that I was talking about a certain thing. And it's like, uh, uh, I took a picture of, I, I got some, uh, um, apple cider vinegar and some honey and that and the lady that told me about to how to mix it and everything mm-hmm. else and that uh, she asked me she says um oh i because I, I said uh is, did i get the right honey is this and that and she goes and she starts saying something about the honey and that you can get honey here blah 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 blah, blah. and i was like oh i must have got the wrong honey and she took it as i was saying oh what's wrong with my honey oh <laughs> You get it? Yeah. So we start seeing things. Text messages have no feelings anymore. Right. These messages that, and she's a sweetheart, and she would never take me as being wrong, but it just the way it was text or the way she, she saw it, where she's at, she sees it as that. Yeah. Because we're if we want to look for something wrong, we're going to find something wrong. You know? Let me look at you and tell you what's wrong with you. How about if I tell you what's right with you and, and this that's the working on ourselves? Yeah. Me telling you what's I love about you and what I love about you is me working on myself. Because when I see you, I see me. And so that's that mirror that Virginia and I talk about all the time. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Yeah. And that's the thing. So what if working on ourselves? was actually telling somebody how wonderful they are. That would be great. Do I tell you how wonderful you are? Yes, you do. Virginia, do I tell you how wonderful you are? Yes, you do. Why? What do I want from you two? Nothing. Nothing. Except? Friendship. Friendship. To know that you're loved. To know that we're loved, yeah. Absolutely. It can be a mix up a miscommunication Mm -hmm. and that is like, you know, I say, I love you. And it could be just as simple as that as I love you. But what can be the mixed communication is, is that when people start adding adjectives to it, I love you, my friend. I love you, friend. I love you as a friend. We start adding all these. It gives mixed signals because now it's like, can you really truly love somebody? What is loving somebody as a friend different than loving somebody as a person? It shouldn't be any different. Shouldn't, should it? No. So let's go back to that. Should we tell people that they're in a toxic relationship? Oh, dead silence. Again. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. I think as... Um, I think as human beings, especially for those of us who are on a spiritual journey, um, we're here, we're here to love and make people's lives better. And I, and there's a reason I believe that we are connected to certain people. There's a reason that we're drawn to certain people And for that person who's in that abusive relationship, maybe they need, maybe they've drawn somebody to them who can tell them in a loving way that they're in a toxic relationship. Um, However, it's still up to that. It's still up to that person to hear it and to do something about it. Right. We can't, we can't impose our will upon them. All we can do is 
observe and share our, our observation and love with them. And those great words from Virginia Lastly. I love it. Right. We have to share that. I like to know what people are thinking, people that I care about, people that I trust. Um, it's okay for me to know what they think about my life or what, how I'm doing or what I'm doing. Um, it's still up to me to do what I'm going to do. But I think we need each other okay. at the end of the day, Absolutely. whether, you know, as much as we joke about we're all working on ourselves, we're all going to go sit there and get in our bubbles. We need each other. We reach out to each other. Wow, I'm glad to hear that from you. Yes, and if you, you know, if you don't want to hear it, if it, if it, you know, sparks a little agitation in you, that's fine. But it, the point is we need each other. We need to hear what's going on. And it's good to uh, have people that we can trust and depend on. And it's good to, to know sometimes you can't see what's right in front of your face. Great. But it, I think it's the way you deliver the message is right. so important, too. Absolutely. So raise of hand that after you got out of a relationship, somebody... Close to you says, I knew this wasn't going to last. It was a horrible relationship for you. Everybody after the fact comes up and tells you that, right? Mm -hmm. I, I know that because after my divorce, I had like 50 people say, yeah, yeah, she wasn't good for you. It's like, now you tell me? Yeah. It's like, well, you wouldn't have listened if you're in the midst of that thing. So imagine now how do we, you said it, presentation. How do we present it to somebody? that you're not in a relationship. We can't judge. I mean, both of you judge me and my relationships because you don't like the women I date. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> See, I got a rise out of you. That's what I'm looking for. See, <laughs> but but we but as friends, I mean, we're, we, we love each other, right? We, mm -hmm. we love right. each other dearly and everything else. That. So the presentation is going to be different. Than what we, if we have our clients' yeah. presentation. Yes, absolutely. Because now we're going by experience. You know, I will tell somebody, you should not be treated that way. Because I would never treat you that way. That's my experience explained to them. And that, what is the scientific factor of this if they are looking for a practical application of why they shouldn't be treated this way? Because you're not heard. Because this is how it makes you feel. And then when we start teaching them how to feel and what's right with them and how they feel, then they'll know. This is your energy. This is their energy. You take you, you make them decide. You can't tell them. You have to show them both sides and, and what, it, what it looks like. What side do you want to go? Over here is really green pastures and really bright light. And over here is really dark path. Where do you want to go? One of the biggest things that I have of my clientele that sits there and tells me that I can't leave a relationship because, first of all, society tells me I'm supposed to do this. I don't have enough money. I don't have this. I don't have that. When the client says that to me and when the client tells me that, that they can't do something, that what do I tell them? What do you tell your clients? What would you tell your clients, Virginia? Oh, my goodness. This is, these are all places I've been in. Um, you know, I would just say to them if they want to make, if they want to make a change it, and that's up to them. Um, you know, just one small step, um, just be, um, oh my goodness, words just are not coming. That's all right. Um, you know, just. 
just be yourself. I think that's the most important thing. Oh my goodness. Just be yourself. Exactly. Allow yourself to just be who you are. That's the first and foremost thing. And because I think a lot of people in our toxic relationships have conformed and conditioned themselves to be somebody that they're not. So I think that's the first step to. Yep. They, they put on the, you're right. They put yes. on this mask in that yes. because society says that you're a woman or a man. This is how you're supposed to act mm. this. And so you have to play this role mm. and you play Like you just said, they play a role and they don't get to be who they are. They are. That because we said in the last podcast too, and that is like, how are you when nobody's looking? Mm-hmm. You have to understand when when a client comes and talks to me about this stuff, and that they're themselves. Yeah, right. But they have played a role so long they don't know how to get out of that role because it's like I've been playing lurch for so long. <laughs> you rang. <laughs> you know, I've been playing that role so long that now you don't know how to play any other role. Mm. So being a role of playing role playing and that person that how can you be a friend with a man or a woman? Because you played a role of being submissive so much and being this so much throughout your life that you cannot have a normal relationship with a man or a woman mm. because you had to play that role. I think that's, um, I, yeah, you are so right about that. Um, you know, I, but I think that's a, when we realize that that's our chance to change those roles. Absolutely. And, and by doing that, we also change how society perceives those relationships. Um, you know, this is, this is part of, the evolution, I think, we are evolving into creating a world that is so different than for those of us who are in our age group are not used to. Oh, I'm not your guys' age group. And- <laughs> I'm much younger than you guys. Notice I didn't mention any ages. <laughs> um, you know, I think that we're just, we're evolving into learning and creating to be different and to be more tolerant and to allow relationships to be um, more loving and giving without worrying about what the gender roles are. Ooh, exactly. So that goes all the way back to what we talked about on how we should act as a man or a woman or anything else in that because we have gender roles. That's the past. This is the past. This is archaic conditioning. If we live in our now, we have no gender roles. It's like, exactly. here, act, why are you acting like a woman? Why are you acting like a man? Mm-hmm. There's no gender role in that. I, I really don't believe that. What do you think, Wendy? What do I think about gender roles? Oh, yeah, we are so deeply ingrained in gender roles. It's going to take some time. I am really looking forward to the day, though, that the male energies on our planet are more balanced within the divine feminine aspect of themselves. That will be a beautiful thing. Okay, so since uh, since I'm a male, 
I don't know if you noticed. What do you mean balanced? Balanced, just not so much in that masculine side, a man that can cry. That's me. That's right. (laughs) A man that can share his feelings and be sensitive, be open and be soft. Just be. Yeah. Because your true nature is all of that. Right. You know, it's, it's, there's, there's a, a, a scripture in the Bible and I'm not really sure if I'm going to get it right. So I'm just going to say it anyway. So it's about us, um, paying for our father's sins, you know, and it talks about paying for the past and everything else that we have to pay this penance and that for our father's sins. Well, that leads into that whole aspect of that. We have to live like our father or our mother, and we are not our father, our mother. We are totally not. We are something of a better kind. Mm-hmm. Just like my kids are something of a better kind. Where they're at in their life now is better than where I was at. And that's where we have to strive. And that's, that's where right. we have to be. And that my, yeah. I love my children because they strive to be better. Oh, yeah. And, very and, nice. and Same with my kids. Yep. There's and no such thing mine. as exactly. You guys have they're, beautiful children. They're just children. blowing my we mind. Have, we all have yeah. beautiful children. There's no such thing as man, woman, or anything else. That's, they they are all together. They're, yeah. It's, they don't have any descriptions of, of how to describe a person. It's like everybody's just, that's that person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, very much. Yep. Very much so. I yep. know my, my, my daughters have, are doing a beautiful job of raising their children. Yep. And have done things so much differently. You know, they're... They realized, getting back to the archaic, you know, kind of conditioning thing, they realized that there were some things that they experienced when they were being raised that they didn't want their kids to experience. Absolutely. So they've created and they've created a household and journey for their children that's quite a lot different than how I raised them. And just in the just in the thought process, you know, of why things are the way they are and whatnot. But um, I'd like to say something about the male balance. Right. Yes. Go ahead. And and you know, I think m- men are so conditioned um, not to allow their feminine side to show, and. Um, I appreciate right now that we've got a, that the divine feminine is coming out and we are accepting and getting back to the beautiful experiences as women that our very early ancestors were because women were were very much revered way back in the day and um and i appreciate that that is all um coming you know into the this new journey that we're all going into but we also need our men along this journey Mm -hmm. and i so so believe that we need our men to find their feminine side and be okay with bringing that out so that we can do this together because we're here together. There are men and there are women, and there's a reason we're all here together and we're supposed to be doing it together. 
That's be- right. Because that is the balance, right? Yes, balance. absolutely. That's why I said what I'm talking about of finding, if we're all working ourselves, the, it's unbalanced. It, yes. You know, because it's like, I remember having a conversation with, with somebody I really care about and we were having, you know, I'm still doing this. I'm still growing and everything else. Well, she was too. She's having, we're having this conversation that should we stay together because we're still working on, on, on things? What's interesting is that how I told her that I still have things on my plate. Let me start scraping some of this plate so I can make room for your stuff. And you do vice versa. And that's what we're doing. It's like, so now we start making room for each other on that plate. Because that's how it is. If you look at life as a plate, our children have, are the beans or the peas or whatever else and that. And we have the meat over here and we have this, that, and the other thing that we, we start adding so much to that plate. And it's like, oh, I want some deviled eggs. I want this and that. And we start putting stuff on our plate. We get into another relationship and all of a sudden there's no room on the plate for that other relationship because we're so busy looking at that plate of food that we forget what it's like to start scraping away some of that. Don't eat it. Scrape it away. That's the part about that we, some of us fill our plates up so full that we can't, we shouldn't eat all of that. Portions, portions, portions. So scrape some of that away then leave space for the person that's also working on themselves. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that? I, heard, I saw that. We, just, so we need less than what we think that we yes, need. We need. It less. really is simple. Very good. I mean, because that is society in that, is that mm-hmm. we think we need all of this. No, we don't uh, need it. And it's really interesting. Is some of my friends that have these huge, gigantic houses, okay? I have a friend that has a six-bedroom house. All the kids are gone. This house is so big that they lose themselves in it and it's they've chosen to basically live separate lives because the house is so big. It says, you want to want to renew your relationship or get back together in that? Get a smaller house. Because mm-hmm. one reads in one room, reads in another room, six bedrooms are in between them. That's a lot of space. Mm-hmm. So, and the thing is, is that it's like, uh, I'm going to go sleep in this room tonight or whatever. They don't even sleep in the same room sometimes because they just realize they want freedom, but yeah. they don't realize that they need to come back together because they both are wishing they had a better relationship. Get a smaller house, a smaller place. You know, Put themselves even closer together than they need to. Go on a trip where you are in a car. You want to see how you like somebody? Drive with somebody for 10 hours in a vehicle and see if you like that person after you're done. I have done that many times. It's a good test. Oh, it's a great test. It is. So, I, you know what? We went over time and we were just, oh my gosh, we were just a yapping away, weren't we? Yeah. I love it. Nice conversation. Yeah, it was a great conversation. You know, I, I very much appreciate you guys. I, I don't think we solved anything, but we just, I think we talked about a lot of things, but I don't think we solved the world problems. Not yet, but we're working on it. You know, we're working on it. <laughs> but there's room for other people in our life as we work on it. Yes. Absolutely. Is that what we agree on? That's yes. what we agree on. Yes, uh, absolutely. All, all in favor, say aye. 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 Okay, good. So, <laughs> I forgot. Opposed? No, nobody says opposed. Good. So, um, Wendy, what do you have? Anything exciting coming up here? Um, how can a client get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you and get a session with you because you've got some magic hands there? Uh, my email. 
Okay. What it's is your my email? name, Wendy Carroll, 777 at yahoo.com. And it's W E N D Y C A R R O L L. Two R's, two L's. I love it. That's awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're putting yourself out there. Um, it, it's your great asset to this world and, and, Thank and everything you. else. And I can see that you're working on yourself in <laughs> <laughs> your saving room for other people. Yes. And I know it's always my dessert. That's what it is. I'm saving room for dessert. <laughs> so, yes, uh, you, no one said you can't add an extra plate, right? Right. Nobody said that. Right. It's your rules. So I'm very proud of you, dear. And um, um, besides the energy work, she does some great uh, uh, work, NLP type work. And you, she's she's a great coach and everything else. And, yeah, look her up. She's pretty awesome. Now. Look her up on Facebook, too. She's a pretty amazing woman. Thank you. Virginia, what do you have coming up here? Um, well, besides um, organizing uh, events for Rod Lyman. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I am, I'm kind of working on some things, you know. I'm like uh, listening, trying to listen to my higher self. I am, however, um, you know, really excited about what I'm learning about um Conscious alchemy, archaic conditioning, and living through gratitude to find abundance. Nice. And uh, yes, so if you'd like to know more of, about that, you can um, go through my Facebook page, um, Virginia Lastly, and send me a private message. Or you can get me through my other Facebook page, um, Abundant Palace as well and send me a private message there perfect perfect you don't happen to remember your phone number do you no i don't remember <laughs> my phone right. number <laughs> so what what i'll do in the comments areas is i'll add uh, uh, virginia's phone number of how you can reach her and and that uh, she's also a very great coach in energy coaching that she she's a life type coach she does some nlp also herself um she's also a great energy healer herself she's a great manifester and uh, it's really interesting i have watched her manifest things and it's really interesting that that would be another story about uh how virginia healed rod i mean it's, it's, a, it's a great story and that she's it's fun it's like a, i don't believe in this stuff really you just healed me what the hell oh let's do another podcast yeah, we'll have, tell some fun stories we, yeah, oh of the miracles gosh, that we, we've the seen miracles that we've seen i love it too and that uh, because I, we should i mean it's like we did an hour here which was only supposed to be 40 minutes and and we did an hour here of just yapping away so I'm really excited about it. Uh, myself, I got a bunch of stuff coming up. You know, you can find me on Doc Lyman on Facebook, or you can actually um, email me at rodlymanaz at gmail.com. And I can't remember my phone number either. So, um, because I think we're kind of spaced out. We had too much chocolate. I think that's what it is. You think? Think it is? Too much something. It's too much something. It's just too a much stuff. A lot of love stuff. going on right well, There's here. a lot Maybe of love. that's what it is. Right, we just want to <laughs> hug you guys and give you big fat kisses. That's what I want to do. <laughs> so anyway, there's a lot of love here. And, and we send out love to y'all and and uh, everything else. I'd love to have you guys back on another podcast. Would you guys love to do that? Sure. Yes. Let's do that. Yes, yes I'm excited about it. Yay for us. All right. My name is Rod Lyman. Um, hello, Cindy out there and traveling that. She'll be listening to this later in that. Uh, we have Wendy Carroll and Virginia Lastly. Good night, everybody. Love you all.
Really? No, no comments. Nobody's going to say I love you. <laughs> you are loved and I am blessed. Night, 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 night.